Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cut to the Grace. I hope everyone's having an amazing week. So today, I'm absolutely shook, and I think... All of my friends are going to be shook as well because I have the incredible Louise Dearman on the podcast. <laughs> Hello, please behave. That's hilarious. <laughs> I always find I, ha- I have to make some kind of noise because like there's no audience. So it's like... And it's so weird. <laughs> give a Yay. little clap. <laughs> How are you? I'm really good. I'm um, surprisingly busy. I think I got so used to uh, trying desperately to fill my time. And yep. now that I have stuff, actual stuff, work stuff mm-hmm. to do, I've realised that I'm not as good at multitasking as I used to be. I used to be a yep. brilliant multitasker. And now I'm like, yeah, you can't handle more than maybe two <laughs> things at a time. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm positive. I'm happy. Or life is... Um, Terrible when you think about it too much, but wonderful if I don't think about it too much. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I love that. And I, <laughs> I feel like I'm slowly at this current point where things are starting to happen. I'm getting busier. I, Because at the beginning of lockdown, I was saying yes to everything. Things I should never have said yes to. Yeah. Saying yes to everything. And now I'm just like, you've got to get out of that, Grace. Like, that's not... It's not how it works. Yeah, but I think there was a time and place for that because we, yeah. we also wanted to be a part of everything and wanted to do our bit and wanted to feel uh, like we had a purpose. That sounds really sad, but you know what I'm saying. No, we I all wanted exactly to be a part of everything. And also there was this defiance to let this um, just take us and just ruin us and so I think we we were all in the same boat there we all wanted to be a part of it so yeah you do find yourself saying yes to a lot and I would be sat up here in my bedroom doing a lot of recordings yeah (laughs) and a lot of a variety of things but you know there was definitely a a need for it for everybody yeah 100% and at least you've got people like me who can give you tech tutorials Exactly. Honestly, guys, this was embarrassing. I literally was saying to Grace, okay, could you do, like, don't be scared. Be, do Give me a dummy's guide to doing this garage band thing because I'm such a nana. Uh, but Drives you know what's my funny? partner nuts. Is that that exact thing that I sent to you, I had to have my boyfriend send that to me at the beginning of lockdown. Oh, okay. And now here I am giving it to other people. I feel really <laughs> proud of myself. You've so. made me feel better about my situation because I'm bad. My boyfriend gets so annoyed with me. He's like, how How can you not know? Like, this is not new <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I can barely I send a it. Zoom link. <laughs> it's the way of the world, though. But here we it's... are. We're getting better. We've, we're doing it. We're cracking on. Um, so I always start off with, because I'm sure you can agree, in a time like now with everything going on, um, I found like practicing great gratitude, I was about to say, gratitude. (laughs) Practicing gratitude and just trying to shift my perspective on the world has really helped in terms of my mood and my 
perspective on the, mm. on life. Um, so I have a little thing on my podcast called Gratitude with Grace, where I'm going to ask you to think of five things in this current day, week, whatever, uh, that you're grateful for. And they can be as small as like my new top, or it could be as big <laughs> as like the ability to walk or see or smell or something like that. Um, yeah. So I've got an email in because I always get people to email in to read me theirs so while you're having a think I'll read out Alex's so this is from Alex Roy shout out um and -hmm. number one is my friends honestly the best and most supportive people ever college keeping myself busy uh is doing me wonders and I'm so happy oh Alex actually went to the same secondary school as me all hallows Uh, (laughs) my dog I find myself saying my dog every single day because I'm just so grateful for my dog uh musicals or just musicals in music in general never fails to lift my mood cannot agree enough uh dance improves my confidence and makes me so so happy and the sixth reunion on sunday i'm so excited and it's helping me feel like things are going back to somewhat normal so they're alex's i'm also very excited for the reunion um be very fun uh, but this this episode will actually be coming out after it's done. So I'll, oh, okay. I'll do an intro about that. So, Louise. Gorge. Yeah. What are yours? Okay, so mine will be my family, um, including my little girl. And just the way, you know, obviously having a three-year-old um, is wonderful because she's really developed her own little mind her own little character and she's hilarious and she keeps me busy and gives me focus um, but my family in general you know my partner Andrew is brilliant and hardworking, but also um, I really there were moments of lockdown that I really dare I say it enjoyed like taking it back to the simple things um, I really enjoyed yeah. all of that and spending more time together um, zooming hilarious quizzes and zooms with my family back home as well were brilliant um so yeah family um obviously including my beautiful little girl um my friends now I have I'm sure you'd agree like friendship is just just number one it's like without your mates and without the people that you can turn to I have my girlfriends from back home who are not in this industry and we always connect a couple of times a year and kind of drop in every now and then when I say that since lockdown began, we have WhatsApped every single day without fail. Aww. And there's like a check-in in the morning. And and a lot has happened personally between a, a few of us. Um, and just to kind of check in and check we're all okay. And even if it's just to have a laugh about something stupid or a rant, um, it's been incredible. So that has been a wonderful thing to come of it. Um my industry I'm massively grateful for um the way that everybody has pulled together and shown support and solidarity and like you say said yes to everything in the beginning just said yes to doing your bit and just not not allowing ourselves to just sit and wallow in it we are a different breed I think we really are when when it comes to things like this um, so what have I done? My family, my friends, uh, my industry, my health. Honestly, like, just be grateful. I constantly, without getting too deep, I think sometimes as women, well, as human beings, we all just beat ourselves up about must be fitter, must be this shape, this size. And actually, just taking it back and just going, do you know what? I am a 41-year-old, 
healthy, pretty healthy, um, fit and well woman. And I just need to be a little bit more accepting and a bit kinder to myself. And I've definitely pushed that on my friends and tried to do a bit of that myself. Um, I felt that as well. Like I felt like the beginning of lockdown in terms of like, there it was just so overwhelming the amount of fitness classes and like yeah. strength sessions and hit sessions on Instagram like every yeah. morning at like 10 a.m there was so many accounts on my story thing that was just like so many people doing workouts and I was like still in bed like scrolling through yeah. them like, oh. <laughs> but, but I think I, for I know me it's like it's going yeah it's brilliant because it's keeping us fit and healthy and that is only a good thing. It's when yeah. it becomes something different. It, when yeah. it just becomes about look at what my body looks like, and yeah. and uh, becomes a bit of a com- competition. Um, that is unhealthy. And so I think whatever you do, whether it's you know in lockdown, lots of us are doing hit workouts or just going for a walk and getting out and about. It's yeah. equally as important. And it doesn't matter what time of flipping day you do it. And it yeah. doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're doing something. And for me, it's been about exercise. Has been much more for my mind really and it's the fact that it's good for my body is you know yeah a secondary to that those endorphins Um, exactly and it does it Mm. makes you it does make you feel great and I think the fifth thing would be maybe um I moved to Brighton a year ago are you in Brighton yeah I love Brighton I feel like that's the place that everyone wants to be when they're like do you know what I mean it's stunning it's the best move we ever made I mean we lived in a beautiful little village but it's a very sleepy little village before um and I loved it I loved the countryside and everything but I felt a little bit maybe a bit a bit lost and Mm. constantly craving going into London going into town to see my friends or getting friends out to us which was difficult because it was in the middle of nowhere and not many people wanted to really travel out there but now I'm in Brighton the vibe the energy the community has been amazing and in Aww. lockdown I connected with my neighbours and we set up a whatsapp group we had little cocktail parties uh, outside our house where you would Aww. stay in your front garden and you'd take it in turns to walk to someone's front garden and they'd leave like cocktails at the it was amazing <sighs> that is and it's so been, nice yeah it's been lovely so there is a lot to be grateful for sorry that was probably a really long-winded um no that was lovely five <laughs> yeah. no I love I love that last one just being grateful for where you live in your community because sometimes you wouldn't yeah. think you wouldn't think of that but it's some it's definitely something that I've been thinking about recently because it's so sad to think about it and I do think that it is kind of like a London mentality um yeah. but I don't know anyone who lives in my block of flats and I have someone literally a wall away and like it's kind of like if if like we're taking a bins out at the same time or like open get, going into the flat mm. at the same time it's like oh hi you're right but nothing else yeah, and it's just it. crazy isn't it like you just and I, I guess a, a big reason of it is that we have different um times like time schedules yeah. so like I'm going to work at like five six and they're yeah, coming back from afternoon. work and you know there's no there's no time to do things like that um but coming home for lockdown I think really like gave me that sense of community again because we did similar things and like clapping for the NHS outside our yeah. house and like catching up with the neighbours and you know it things weird, like that. It's weird isn't it lovely. how it, it forces you something like that really forces you to look outside of your little world and mm. just look at everything else going on around you and 
Yeah, I thought it was, I just thought it was lovely. And now, you know, we are still, even though we have a bit more freedom, um, trying obviously trying to be sensible about it, but mm. it's still nice to connect with those people. And, you know, it may not be obvious what you have in common with them, but once you end up chatting to these people and they're just they're a lovely group of human beings and Brighton is just such a cool place to live because there's all oh, these little pockets so cool. of really individual cool people yeah. and things to do. So I am really grateful that I was here during this pandemic so yeah and yeah. Oh, I just love it there you're like by the sea you got all the independent coffee shops and little boutique yeah. shops in the markets in the lanes oh yeah. I, I was saying to Andrew there. saying to Andrew I can't imagine us ever getting around to every place to eat or have a coffee or go and do something cool like there's just so much to offer down here yeah I'm like big in big in up Brighton I do love it yes there. I really big do. up Brighton <laughs> and I, I don't know about you as well but um I know you said you have a dog I have two. Two dogs? Oh, what are they? They're nuts. I've got a miniature Dachshund, little sausage dog, called Alan. And then I've got... (laughs) This is how Willow describes them. She says to people, I've got a sausage dog called Alan and I've got a cloud called Jeffrey. Jeffrey, as you can imagine, is this just fluff ball, white fluff ball. He's a Jack Russell Chihuahua cross. And they're gorgeous, but my God, they are so noisy. They don't shut up. Yeah. I'm at the top of the house just so I'm not anywhere near them. (laughs) Just like, they're so noisy. I'm like, please shut up. Bonnie's similar and she's also a cloud. Um, But I I was saying, me and my mum were talking about the other day, like we took her to London and everyone speaks to you. It's ridiculous. And it's like, if I didn't have a dog right now, you would walk past me, head down looking at your phone. But then someone says oh my gosh she's so cute what breed is she or how old is she or do you know what I mean and it starts yeah. that kind of conversation and we were saying to my friend the other day because he was like oh I want to meet a guy and I was like you need to get a dog because then Just everyone dog, will speak yeah. to you <laughs> easy boom there you go literally I used to take Alan cool. into Wicked with me I used to take him um in a little bag on the tube and he only went in a bag so he was such a nervous little dog and then he'd like pop his head out on the tube and people would see him and just go nuts for him but he's very cute Aww. to look at but he's just a bit he's 10 next month can't believe it wow oh my little gosh little smelly man so cute <laughs> bonnie isn't even six months yet <gasps> what is bonnie? yeah she's a poujon Oh so goodness. a poodle and a bichon oh yeah. she's so cute stop it proper cloud absolutely love her um amazing so I'm glad that you've been able to keep busy and everything's looking up and amazing things have come out of lockdown for you um yeah. please send in your gratitude with graces to cut to the grace at gmail.com if you would like them read out um so we have to speak about because this podcast cut to the grace is basically I like to speak about everything apart from people's careers mm-hmm. um well, I guess not only that, but also if there's something super interesting, just because I like to show people that we as performers are full of exciting, wonderful, interesting stories and we have more substance to us than being defined by a job. Yeah. But saying that, I'm com- going completely back <laughs> on myself because you have had one of the most interesting, coolest careers I've ever did seen. Ever did seen. <laughs> I ever did see. <laughs> I never did see. I, like I that. never Keep did see. Um, but not only, we've got like all these awesome roles, Ava Perone, <laughs> the narrator in Joseph, Adelaide and Sarah in Guys and Dolls. 
And then this is the one that blows my mind. Glinda and <laughs> Elphaba. Like, mm-hmm. who, who do you think you are? I just don't understand. <laughs> what? And I think well, every time, because you know how like people say like, when you're when you're at drama school and there's there are people like, oh, are you an Elphaba or a Glinda? Hell yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or are, are you more of like a Nessa? Um, don't pigeonhole me, I'll be both. <laughs> yeah, but I always say, do you know what? I'd love to do both. And they're like, oh, so you want to do a Louise Dearman? And I'm do like- it. Please yeah, do it, please do it. Someone else has got to do it. <laughs> there are loads of people I know can do it. So you're currently Honestly. the only person in the whole world who's played both, right? Yeah, listen. There, I got pulled up on this once, and it was. I don't listen. I don't go around saying it, obviously, but people. Bring I know, it but up, I do. I'm like, I've got but, Louise Dearman on my podcast. She played both. <laughs> so but someone once said to me, I think a, a fan of Wicked once mm-hmm. said to me, "You're not the only person. This person's done it." What What we mean by that is that I'm the only person to have been cast as both Alpha yeah. and Linda. There are brilliantly talented people who have. Um, been alternate or, or covered both and been on for both so it's not about who's been on stages both I we just mean absolutely I, I'm the very fortunate person that got a call from the creative team asking if I'd like to come in and be seen for it because I've said this over and over again but I would never ever have had the guts to put myself up for it I would yeah. have never have called my agent and said pop me up for Alpha Burr as well like Cocky yeah, like, see, you know, I would, I I'd be ringing Stephen <laughs> Paling, like, get me in. <laughs> oh, Stephen's a really good mate. He's of mine. such a dream, isn't he? Um, he is. Mm. Um, the stories we have to tell, but maybe not on your podcast. Um, really? <laughs> yep. Oh, I'll yeah. ask him then. Um, <laughs> yeah, all sorts. Just um, hear him blushing through videos. the phone. Oh yeah, and you will. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. I they, they said it to me, and I, you know, I've of course said yeah. I think so. I think I said, can I sleep on it? Because I was really scared. I was scared to go in and embarrass myself. Um, and they, they really played it down. And they were like, come in. And it'll just be like, just us and a piano. And sing through it. We'll do some scenes. And then you can decide if you want to officially audition. So, so sorry, like, did you do Glinda first? I did Glinda first for two years. And then I left wow. and had maybe 10 months of doing album and promoting that and doing different bits and pieces because I loved my time in Wicked both times mm. but there comes a point when you say you have to kind of be brave and go I've 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 done it um and it's time to just bite the bullet and go and see what else is out there because you you could quite comfortably sit in that show for a long time because it's wonderful um mm. but I'd left and then yeah that was about 10 months later and they, they called and said all of that and so I went into this super relaxed thing which which wasn't it was an audition they had the camera there um Pibralia the casting director was there and I was like oh god um but yeah they sent it off to the US and next thing I know it's um yeah do you want to do it which I just couldn't believe and it still feels weird I feel when I see pictures of me as Elphaba in particular I feel like I just had a dress up day and I just dressed up <laughs> every day I don't believe that I did it. I don't know. Musical cons. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it looks I love like. it. Mufti Day at Wicked. I love that. And um, so how long did you have between doing Glinda and starting Alphaba? It was I think do you know what I'm dreadful. I think it's about um about ten months ish, I think. Wow. Yeah, I think it was that. Yeah. And how did you enough find time that? to kind of have a break, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have a little reset of the old larynx. Yeah, find my voice again. Yeah. <laughs> how? Yeah, but how did you find that vocally? Like, such a shift. I found playing Elphaba really tough. Mm. I think lots of people do, but it's naturally in some people. I loved playing her. I loved everything about her. Um, 
but I found it really tough, hence why I played her for one year and Glinda for two. I think naturally Glinda is much more me. It sits with me. Mm. She sits with me much easier, much better. Um, It was wonderful, but I did have to fight my way through it. It's a very physically and vocally demanding role. And, you know, I'd wake up every flipping morning and be like, and then spend the whole day worrying about how on earth I was going to sing Defying Gravity. Um, So you kind of, I say to lots of students now, please enjoy it while you're doing it. Because I look back now and just wish that I had just been a little bit it again kinder to myself and not mm. put so much pressure on myself and just enjoyed it and just go and look at what you're doing look at yeah. this role that you're playing just tell the story and yeah. the rest will come together stop obsessing over what notes you're hitting yeah um, and I'm sure you so, agree yeah. like singing is so psychological like oh, I sound like a completely different person when I'm relaxed it just oh, yeah. changes my voice and I think stress and nerves affect different individuals voices in such individual ways so absolutely but so yeah if you don't enjoy it for me personally nothing comes out so I just have to like really just try and let go I remember Ollie Thompson was telling me about uh, a CBD oil (laughs) oh yeah do you know what get on that bad boy I know I was like I'm gonna give it a go but I just found myself really sleepy (laughs) and I was giving it Juliet and I was just like Ollie, I don't Ugh. think it's my thing. I was yeah. like, I just, I'm too tired right now. I you wasn't high, of, oh. can I just say? <laughs> but I was just very relaxed. <laughs> I was going to have a lot of that stuff to get high on that. But yeah, I had a, like, not to like, low, not lower the tone, but just to make it a bit serious. When mm. I'd had Willow and I started working again, I think it was eight weeks after I had her and it was quite a wow. traumatic time. Like I couldn't... Um, like walk properly I didn't have her naturally but there were a lot of complications that we won't go into but I was Mm. in a bit of a mess and I went started doing my concert work again and I remember being in Prague and I was on my own we decided that I would go and Andrew and Willow wouldn't come with me because it was just a few days I had a massive panic attack and I'd never ever had that before not to that extent and it was awful like I was about to call reception and say please someone help me it was really bad and I'm the kind of person that's like come on stop breathe whack on Mm. some ocean waves lay down concentrate I'm the kind of person that can usually do that and manage it and I couldn't it freaked me out but yeah I tried that oil as well just and I don't Mm. know um it's the really potent stuff you drop on your tongue isn't it yeah under the tongue and you have to hold it it tastes gross and um yeah it's really gross but I don't know whether it was a psychological thing but just to get me through that trip I did it and it just made me go that I've you've had something that's yeah. just gonna alleviate, take the edge off, and I haven't really used it much since. But um, yeah, sometimes and you even just need if something some of to... it, yeah, exactly. Even if so, like half of it is placebo effect, like yeah. just like even if your thing is like putting on ocean waves, like ocean waves might not help. But if you tell yourself yeah. it's gonna help, then it, it could does. Help. Of course it does. Of course it does. Anything um, to just take your brain off that panic road. Yeah, but good on you for getting yourself out of that and carrying on and still doing all these amazing gigs and stuff um Mm. so was this millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Around when you're doing your album or albums. Oh gosh. Um, oh, they've all been so spread out. No, I think this was... Mm. So I'd done Here Comes the Sun. I think I'd done... I hadn't done for you for oh god you know what grace i don't even know what i did last week but um there <laughs> no i think it was before that because it was yeah it was three yeah it was three years ago so she was literally like nine weeks old and i'm off all over the place doing these concerts vienna and prague oh, and all sorts her. of places um so yeah before before my most recent album yeah, yeah. literally life of an artist that is like the perfect definition isn't it having a baby yeah. and then having to go to prague um yeah so are you currently recording a new album i've recorded a new album it's done and i i listened to it in its entirety yesterday for the first time it's a a lullabies album oh so it was like it's very different so yeah i've got um when i had willow i decided i wanted to do it and then i went to ben robbins who's produced three of my albums now and said I know you're just gonna think this might be a bit weird, but I really want to do a lullabies album. What I don't want it to be is twee. I want it to be really calming and beautiful. I want to have those sounds of the ocean waves and of the birds and the wind going through the trees and the rain. I want it to be um, as relaxing, hopefully, for the adult yeah. as for the child. This sounds um, like a bit of me. I'm well, the very thing is, excited for this. I'd be up with Willow every couple of hours and she was a tiny baby and searching on YouTube for things or looking for lullaby albums and everything was really grating on me I was like oh my god this why is this voice so twee and I want to relax and if I sing to my if I sing to her as a baby I'm not going twinkle twinkle like a baby voice I you know so no offense to any album but um but I am so proud of it honestly I think it's probably my favorite album out of all of them and uh, last night I listened to it yesterday afternoon and then last night I got into bed and I just played it and I I cried because oh. I was like this is exactly what I wanted it to be yeah it's not just about me belting out big songs it's not just about these money notes it's about creating an atmosphere and he's done such a wonderful job with it and I feel so proud of it it's called Bedtime Baby and it, I keep dragging on people keep saying to me you said it was going to be released in August you said it was going to be released in September <laughs> It's taken a bit of time because the things you'd usually do in person haven't been, we haven't been able to. So now it's done. Now I have signed it off. Now the artwork is done. It's just, it is literally a case of pressing the button and going off we go. So Mm. yeah, give it a go, Grace, and see if it it, um, chills you out. Not that you need to. Oh, I absolutely will. (laughs) Well, no, honestly, this sounds right up my street. So I absolutely will. So when when is it being released soon so we haven't got a specific date but it's now that it's finished it It'll will be literally soon. be sorry to be that person my, you just said no <laughs> um no we, we we have to pass it over to my PR company who have a three weeks before it's released so um 
at least a month but hopefully yeah. it will be definitely be before Christmas that's all I can say but yeah it's done yeah. now so that's a big relief and yeah a big sense of of pride and and excitement I want people to hear it and let me know what they think yeah and are the songs on their songs that you did sing to Willow or do sing to Willow yeah there's a real mixed bag you know there's some that are quite obvious um lullabies like your twinkle twinkle little star but then we've um done a bit of a mashup with twinkle lullaby a doris day song um you know there's oh, songbird on there there's baby mine oh. from dumbo hushaby mountain there's also beautiful two original songs one written by scott allen um <gasps> i know Very which cool. i haven't you're the first person i've actually told this to um Wait, so Scott, Scott Allen wrote you a song, wrote you a lullaby yeah. for the album. For the album, yeah. Um, right. I think he'd written that it for his little cool. baby girl, Alex, and he yeah. said, what do you think of this? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to do it. And then I wrote an original for it as well. So um, we've got all that, and there's there's two really stunning interludes on there that Ben has written, and he's taken my voices and he's reversed some of the sounds. And it's like, honestly, the most relaxing it's like you're in a spa or something it really takes oh, you to a different place that. and so um, it's definitely not like a babyish album it's just it's got children's songs and lullabies and just beautiful music there's a song called rainbow connection that um i think the muppets did at one point but um steve balsalone wow beautiful beautiful man beautiful voice he sang that on there with me so little duet oh. on there as well there's lots on there people do People who do all of those like music effects and voice effects, like there's me feeling smug because I taught someone how to press record on GarageBand. And then there's people <laughs> who are like switching up yeah. and making, doing all these crazy things to people's voices. It's just blows know, my mind. It's mad. I'd Incredible no skill to have. Um, so yeah. with your other albums, do you, so obviously this is a lullaby album. With the other ones, mm. has, has there always been like a meaning behind each one or like a milestone in your life? Like, has there always been a specific reason for each one? Um, all different. Like the first album, um, You and I, I did, gosh, I think I'd just done Jekyll and Hyde or something like that. It was in my early 20s. And um, my friend Jimmy Jewell just said to me, we were working actually at the time in this beautiful um like barn conversion in the middle of Essex and they had a recording studio out back and he was like we should just do an album while we're here we should just record an album and it was me and piano and we did just casual album so that is literally how that happened um and uh here comes the sun is probably my favorite um yeah I love it there's no musical theater on there and that was just I was playing Glinda at the time I just wanted to do an album that was theatrical in its you know stylistically but I just like all different styles of music and I wanted it to represent that so I wanted it to have a a theatrical flavor to it but be a little bit old school you know with you know Alison Moyer on there and all all sorts of um just just brilliant music um Skunk and Nancy and the Beatles and just all sorts of stuff on there and um, my dear friend who was also my manager and she's not with us anymore she instigated all of that and did all the you know the publicity with me and was so behind that album that that's also why it has a you know a, so a huge huge place in my heart that album I just love it and the production's stunning that Ben Robbins did that um uh I've forgotten the name of my other albums. It's brilliant, isn't it? What was the name? It's Time. It's Time was literally an album. uh, A a label contacted me and said, we have all these brilliant original orchestrations of some classics like People, um, 
all these songs, would you just come and put your voice to them and we'll create an album? So that was, I was playing Elphaba at the time and I found it really frustrating and the producer had to be very patient with me because I cancelled so many sessions. I would just wake up and say, I can't. Even though I'm feeling not too bad, I know that I'm borderline, you know, I can't I can't use my voice mm. any more than is necessary. I just have to save it all up for Wicked. So Oh, so would the really... sessions be before a show? Yeah, so there'd be and wow. I would usually I'd go into a session and do a couple of songs in a day, you know, and I'd sometimes go in and do half a song and say, I need to stop. Um so it was a frustrating time because it would take months to do it because some weeks I wouldn't go in at all. Other weeks mm. I'd just go in for a couple of hours and I can hear it in my voice mm. um, on that album. And lots of people say, oh, I love that album, but I can hear it. I can hear the tension. I can hear the tightness in my voice. Um, and for you, for me, again, I loved it. I wanted it to be musical theatre again, but loads of stuff that I've never sung before. So that was interesting process. So they're all different. I just love recording and I just love experimenting. So um, that's why me and Ben work so well because he knows my voice so well and I yeah. know what I know what he's capable of. So I have such trust in him. Yeah. Has he done every when, single one? He, ha- he didn't do It's Time, but he's done all of the others. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's he's so just cool. Genius. Yeah. I love that. And so when you do all your cool gigs and concerts and stuff, do you usually do songs from your albums or do you like to try and find new stuff? Um, it's Again, it's all different. If I'm if I'm brought in to sing something with an orchestra, very often they choose what they want me to sing. Of course, if there's something that I don't believe suits me, then I'll say it. But um, for my own solo shows, my it's I wish that every single concert gig I'd ever done, I had written down the set list. Because you know that thing where someone who's not a singer goes, sing me something. Mm. And first of all, you're like, no, absolutely not. But then yeah. you think, I can't, I can't think of a single song in the world. Yeah. I can't think yeah. of anything. I went anything through my old all. rep folder the other day and I was like, I have some absolute bops in here. Like, and I just <laughs> forgot existed. And there's yeah. me taking like Spark Creation to every single audition, even if it's not right. I love and I'm it. like, no. oh, Louise, I saw you play Eve and you just blew my mind. I sang that song um, for the first time since that concert. Oh, really? I did it in my um, my Umbrella Rooms gig that I did. I was like, I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna pop out a bit of Spark of Creation. Oh, I loved that concert. Oh, I it's did. One of the best shows. Their music is ridiculous. Absolutely yeah, ridiculous. Did you get to how how was it doing? Like a was it one night? It was yeah. It was one night a gala performance for charity. So wow you know in intense rehearsal process trying to get it all done and learnt um but yeah you're right beautiful music and very often when music's written so beautifully you just take it in so much easier you know it just absorbs into your brain much easier um but no we had so much fun doing that concert it's really good fun and I kind of wanted to do more with it with that character it's like you know for one night only it's never enough it's never enough was that after Wicked so I'm going off topic a bit. Mm, oh, Grace, you're testing me on dates. <laughs> I feel like I must, I feel like I was doing Glinda. I was doing Glinda or I, I had done Glinda. What year was it? I actually can't oh, I don't remember. Know. You know. I don't know. 2012? Which, yeah, it was just after Glinda. I did Glinda in 2010. I want to say 2012. 
Yeah. You could listen. You guys are going to write in and say, absolutely not. She's wrong. <laughs> but I'm going to say I think it was around then because I have yeah. pictures of me with Gareth Gates at the stage door. Stop and my it. teeth are all over the place because <laughs> I hadn't had my braces <laughs> yet. And I had the most ridiculous outfit on. Oh, I love it. Back I want to see that day, picture, please. Send me I'll that. I'll try and find it. <laughs> I'll probably have one with you. Oh, my goodness. I just what I look like. I'll put it as a little thumbnail. Please um, do it. <laughs> amazing. So you've done all these incredible roles and had such an amazing career so far. Is there anything that really stands out to you? Like, you know, one of those just cool moments when you're like, I can't believe I'm doing what I'm doing. So like, it mm. could be meeting someone who you really idolize or it could be going to a certain venue or something like that. Yeah, there's a there's a maybe three major standouts. I think um, one of them was playing opposite Patrick Swayze in Guys and Dolls in London. I was oh, understudy for so Miss Adelaide, cool. and just he was the most wonderful human being. Like so generous oh, off stage and yeah. on a really like you know when you meet stars and then they turn out to be you know I don't want to swear but um, not what you expect and then it just yeah. ruins everything you ever thought about them. Yeah, he, he was just everything you would hope he would he would be um so that was awesome because I was I was kind of thrown on and he was so cool about it and so I was like do you want to rehearse anything and he was like no I don't I want you to do your thing and I'll go with it and it'll be exciting and it's so refreshing to have that and not be scared of that yeah um just lovely so that was a massive moment um of course wicked um both times I think opening nights or and closing nights as well um for me, I think that my last night of playing Glinda was so emotional. Um, and I remember coming down in that bubble and the wonderful fans and audience were, it was like I I, I was Celine Dion coming down in that bubble. It was oh, insane. What, and just, just screaming? Me, yeah, just so overwhelmed. And the orchestra was just stopped and I had to really oh. catch my breath because I was so overwhelmed by it. Um yeah, and then my opening night as Elphaba, because of course the Wicked fans had, you know, grown to know me and and yeah. support me and be so wonderful, and so that was brilliant as well. Um, I bet they all I've, went absolutely crazy when that casting was announcement came back. I mean, I was crapping myself, quite frankly. I was like, oh. oh my god, the first night was just not one to remember. It was like just get through it. Um, yeah, but I think as well, I. Last year, I... God, was it last year? Yes, last year, I opened the Festival of Remembrance for um, BBC One at the Royal Albert Hall. And just to be invited to do that was... I was really so proud... And the entire royal family was there, and it was um wow. it was a real moment. Know how you're saying about how you have to con- learn to control your nerves? It was a real moment of, I could let this take over me, and I won't enjoy this, or I can absolutely accept that it is massive, but it's also yeah. one of the biggest experiences you're ever going to have. Just yeah. enjoy it. And I walked out, and I've never felt such pride amongst those people, and to honour and respect every single man and woman who has ever fought for our country in the past and still continues to do so and it was very very emotional and I just have never felt such pride walking off there and I have to say that's maybe one of the only times in my life I've walked off stage and gone you did good you did good I'm so I'm always like 
that could have done that so much better I could have done that all the time and I walked off going no in that environment at that moment you did good um so that was another big moment but there are many I'm very blessed yeah and do you think like with controlling your nerves in that situation do you think like the reason you felt so great about the performance was because you took that moment to say I can you can either do this or you can go out there and like realizing that it's something so greater and like you know the what the cause Mm. and the performance what you're performing for is so much bigger than uh this big note or this specific whatever definitely yeah and I think I looked at what this event was for and it was a million times bigger than me and what my performance was so it kind of took away yes you are there to open this yes you are there to uh, amongst these incredible people and yes I want to do the best job I possibly can but it's not about me this is not about me and I I found that that really made me go because sometimes you and I also have this thing of if I'm really super nervous I think about all the shows and all the performances that are going on at the same time as as mine and I think you're not the only one out there performing it's not just don't pin every single thing on this moment just enjoy it um we just yeah we just get so obsessed by perfection and I'm I'm definitely a perfectionist with vocals I'm I'm always like god that I Mm. sound awful and um but I've got better with age and I think I've got better since becoming a mum because Mm. I so want Willow to um just enjoy all these things whatever she chooses to do I just want her to not obsess over things as much as me and I want her to be comfortable in her own skin and I just I feel like if you you have to show this to her she's a little girl she's three you have to show her how you deal with these things um if you want to teach her so that's really helped actually yeah and I guess maybe has your desire to like put that mindset onto Willow kind of helped you take your own advice yeah absolutely listen there are loads of things I could go I could talk to you for hours about these things about um you know social media and my love-hate relationship with it Mm. I think it has so many wonderful things to offer um but I also think there's a danger um you know to to go down that road and and get too absorbed in it and for it to become your life and we just mustn't let it and listen I'm guilty of that just scrolling through and being on my phone but you know lockdown has changed loads of things for me it's made me just say yeah you can go on it yeah you can enjoy it of course you can enjoy looking at people's posts and pictures and and for me it's been show support on there show solidarity show you know I love just showing um how much support I have for my my sisters and you know my girlfriends out there and just saying this industry is not what many people think it is that we are all in competition with each other and we all hate each other and want to push each other down the stairs to get roles there's there's a lot more going on than that and you know for the first time in my entire life I had counseling sessions during lockdown because Mm. I was like I just want to just have have a little check-in with my mental health and just go just let's just almost start from scratch let's just yeah simplify everything and just get things in check and and yeah you're right having Willow is definitely just um made me think I don't I don't want her to have all those things that I've gone through and all those you know negative thoughts about myself and um it's just not healthy I I just want you know and yeah it's definitely helped and many things that I put into practice now just make me feel better and more positive and in in turn I become a more productive person and get up and have a real kind of focus and purpose to my day yeah 
Yeah, I love that. And I'm I'm hoping like with myself because I'm seeing firsthand like the effects of social media from having such a young following. And I yeah. think with things like, I don't know if, you see, if you've seen the recent documentary, um, The Social Dilemma, which is on Netflix, which is all about social media. It's very scary. Um, <laughs> um, it's Andrew great, but... mentioned it. My partner Andrew said to yeah. me over dinner the other night, watch this doc, because he's a TV producer and works in documentaries. He said, you have to watch yeah. it. So I'm it's going incredible. to. Yeah, it's incredible. And like things like your phone showing you your screen time, showing you how many yeah. hours you're spending, like yeah. things like this. And I feel like people are, especially people in our industry, like people like you going onto social media and lifting people up and supporting people and being that person who's like, actually, this is not what our industry is about, especially in a time like this, we need to come together, support yeah. people who are doing stuff and not only within our industry, but people all, all over the world who are doing great things um, and encouraging, I've been in, trying to encourage people to do a little social media cleanse while we have the time, like going through the accounts that you follow and thinking, is this good for my mental health, seeing mm. this? Am I comparing myself to this person? Is this account, uh, you know, serving me in any way? And then following mm. positivity accounts and body image positivity accounts and quotes, like I love a good quote. I love a good love quote. A quote, can't go wrong. So things like that, I just find personally for me, I click on Instagram and when I see things like that, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, thank you. Yeah. There's so much more to uplifting. life than this. Is it really interesting you just said all of that, Grace, about having a little social media cleanse? Because I did it not long ago, and a good friend of mine messaged me and just because I put some, I put a post out, but I can't remember what it was about. But she messaged me saying, "I'm really glad you put that. I feel exactly the same." And I told her that I had done that, and I said, "And I'm just really looking at who I'm following and whether I feel that what they have to say is." enjoyable fun beneficial positive you know all of those things um and of course you know you support your friends as well on social media but some things are not negative horrible things on social media but it doesn't mean they can't have a negative impact on you so you just need to decide what you need in your life what you feel really benefits you and just don't get sucked into it social media shouldn't be our yeah. life it should be a very very small part of it and a part that's yeah. supposed to be enjoyable and make you feel like you're part of a community but if mm. it's a place for someone to go on there and slag someone off or write horrible comments it's it's a very quick block swipe by it should no more yeah. time should be wasted on it your life should not come down to what that small-minded person thinks or what yeah. their opinion is it's, it's, it's social media shouldn't have the power to affect your mental health no I can yeah. see why it does I can absolutely oh, see why it does but yeah it's yeah like you say having with wicked you know I had look um a huge fan base and lots of <clears throat> um, a younger fan base as well and it was my biggest show I'd ever done so it was a real learning curve for me um because I'm I, I've never ever and I'm you know I'm not but I've never thought of myself as being this um you know important person in the industry I just and when people get to know me as well um they understand that I'm just a bit of an idiot who just loves to chat Same. and yeah and it's you know that I think sometimes that's a danger because I would get very very involved because I care and I don't just want to walk past people at stage door but then you get so involved that it's um yeah. it's it's a fine line isn't it it's really difficult I could but it is my dog's also going downstairs. 
I actually can't. They're going. Mate, I'll probably listen back and be like, there they are. <laughs> there they are. They're so bad. Someone's knocked on the door. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that has happened. Same well, someone's funny. breathed outside. So yeah. they're going <laughs> the wind's blowing. <laughs> um, what I was going to say. Oh, Grace. Oh, but what what I was going to say was I feel like that is a really lovely part of our industry. And sh- like when people do get to not get to know you as a person, but realize that like you're not the character you're playing on stage. Like I remember my friend Chris coming to watch me as Catherine Howard in six and I was giving it sassy Ariana Grande, Britney, like, hello, London, welcome. And then he came off and he was just like, but, but you're so goofy. Like after meeting you <laughs> properly, I just don't understand how like, and then it made me think, I, I wonder what people who saw me as Howard actually think I'm like, cause I was yeah. like, cause I was, you know, I was turning on the sass in that show, but I'm <laughs> such an idiot. Like, but I feel like, yeah, you know, same, I think that's exactly quite a cool thing about our industry is that we get to be these people and then people realize that we're all just absolute goofballs. And yeah, exactly. So it's really and we're nice. all the same. It's like, there's no hierarchy here. It's like, we're all in this, oh, shush. Gosh, it's literally like, I'm I just can hear it now. <laughs> yeah. That is a miniature sausage dog absolutely opening oh, up his lungs he's got I a better a belt than i have honestly <laughs> i do get jealous when my when bonnie used to bark as a puppy she's like how are you hitting that note i'd, that I'd be like trying to like is insane bless them I'm so, <laughs> so sorry stagey. if you can hear this guys it's really dreary they're just not shutting up <laughs> i love it so let's go and have a little chat about your absolutely gorgeous willow um obviously you mentioned about having willow how did you find work balance um doubling like balancing both of them how did you find that and like going to gigs and things because i was speaking to um kerry ellis about this and her experience with raising a family whilst performing and being an artist and recording and like it's kind of sounded like your children become like little groupies because they just come with you and everything and it's it must be it's weird because you're like are you going to remember this like me at the Royal Abbot Hall and like me doing this and things like that and it's I just find it so cool but how did you find balancing your life with work with Raising Willow? Um, So I decided um, when I was pregnant I spoke to my agent and I just said I don't want to go up for any shows I don't want to do any shows for at least a year Um, just because I felt like that commitment that it takes and, you know, I, I want to be able to be fully present for the show. They're so noisy. I'm so sorry. Um, and I just said, I just want to put her to bed every night. And I, and I had, listen, I understand why people want to do it, get back into a show. I understand why people have to do it, but you know, I had the luxury of not having to do that. So I said, I don't want to do that. And that has like pretty much turned into three years of that. But what I said, I wanted to continue with as my concert career. And I'm really, Mm. really grateful that I have a brilliant concert career. Um, And so I literally booked stuff in straight away. Now, as I was saying earlier, I flew off to, I think it's Vienna first when Willow was eight weeks old and big mistake big huge like just Mm. I didn't know how I was going to be I think I was in denial I was like I'll be fine um but once I got into the flow of it it really worked well I would I took her on a two-week concert tour with the John Wilson Orchestra and I would just have a friend come with me and um 
you know, I'd be with her all day, be in my dressing room, I could feed her in there. And then, you know, around five o'clock, my friend would take her back to the hotel and get her ready for bed. I could do my concert and then go back there and be all together wow. again. Um, yeah. And it just worked really well. She would come to the Royal Albert Hall with me all the time when I'd do my Christmas concerts oh. and whatever there. And she would just sit in my dressing room and obviously not on her own so with cute. a friend or someone. So um, it just worked really well. And I felt like this is winning I am like yeah I can be I can be mama and I can still do my job and yeah, it was a really awesome. really good feeling um and I would absolutely do another show again it just has to be the right one because your priorities change it's mm. it's like um it has to be something that I really want to be involved in a role I really want to play something that I am really prepared to commit to um to, to have to sort out that extra childcare and not put her to bed every night. I mean, it'd be easy once she goes to school. But um, yeah, I found it okay. Of course, there are times when there are some missed opportunities, like maybe workshops and things like that, that you just can't justify doing it. You just yeah. have to think, how am I going to, who's going to look after my kid? How much is it going to cost me? And it's a shame because before a child, all you have to really think about is, yes, I'd love to do that. Thank you very much. Um mm. But I don't feel like I've missed out on anything. No. Um, I feel like I have the best of both worlds. I have some really intense months, well, before lockdown, I had some really, really intense months, <clears throat> excuse me, um, where it, I would be all over the place and having to, having a full-on family planner thing going on. Um, and then I'll have a month of nothing and I'm just mum. And it's bliss. And that's because beautiful, yeah. It's uh, just a, a lovely balance to have I guess and I'm very blessed that I can do that yeah so not and too I, bad yeah I think well I think I it's just showing women who are artists and young that it it's you can live a rich and exciting and experience all these incredible things and do these cool gigs and have a child and I think of course it's just so many companies need to like learn that yeah um, I've you know we're I, very, found... I think we're very lucky in our industry though as well yeah I do I've never come across anybody who has anything negative to say um you know about me being a mum or having to sort out childcare. I did like I said earlier I did the good enough mums club workshop and all of the actresses we we're all mums and the director is a mum and the writer is a mum and so there was such a it. strong understanding of listen, if you don't have childcare today and your kid is running around in the background, it's fine, it's cool. And it was really, it was lovely feeling to not be stressed yeah. about that. And I've had, you know, I remember going into town when Willow was really quite small. I was doing a, a magic um, FM concert at the Royal Albert Hall and I'd never met the producer before. And um, um, Andrew Wyke and I, and I went in and I had Willow t attached to me and my friend was meeting me in town to just take her for a walk for half an hour while I rehearsed and my friend called me as I was on the train going into town and said <clears throat> so sorry I can't do it I've had a voiceover come in and it was sheer panic and I was getting really flustered and upset and then I just thought for goodness sake you're a human being like you just have to walk in there and explain the situation it's fine and he couldn't have been nicer he was like yeah it's cool it's fine I've got kids and she was Aww. she actually fell asleep as I was singing Defying Gravity she was so Aww. chilled out about it <laughs> So, I mean, if she was, out if of she all was the songs to fall asleep to, <laughs> that's not one, is it? <laughs> Me like wailing in her ears. 
But yeah, I think we get really scared about it because we feel like people are not going to want us if we have a kid. It's not true. I've not experienced that at all. As long as when you are doing your job, you rock up and you're professional, what difference does it make? Exactly. A a child should be a very positive addition to your family. It shouldn't be made to feel like this negative, dark cloud. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Because it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's amazing. amazing. It's my best job ever. Yeah, and amazing to be able to spend some time together over lockdown as well. Absolutely. And now you're a busy bee and it's all going crazy again. Now I'm like, I can't do it. The tiniest moment of stillness. (laughs) And I can't learn songs anymore. I was used to learning like about 40 songs a month and now I'm like, I can't even learn one. It's hideous. (laughs) Well, soon she'll be joining in and you can teach her whilst you're learning (laughs) them. (laughs) She tells me to be quiet. If I start belting, she's like, mummy, no. Really? (laughs) hates it i'm like some people pay for this love yeah it's really rude oh just wait in a few years she'll she'll be regretting it oh my goodness (laughs) oh Oh, i love it um well thank you so much for sharing your wisdoms and knowledge and all your incredible stories with us um we're gonna finish with some quick fire questions and then I'll let you go off to your day. There's only a few and they're quite cool. Okay. Um, but yeah, you don't have to be like straight in there. If you want to chat, feel free. Um, but number one is what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, best piece of advice I've ever received. <clears throat> Probably. Oh no, what's that brilliant saying? Pay... Pay good money for your bed and your shoes because you either be sleeping or in it or walking in them. What's that? What's that brilliant saying? I'm, that is I a brilliant can't saying. Say I'm I'm with you on this one. I don't know. <laughs> um, but also probably just be comfortable in your own skin. Um, yeah. And stop comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. What was um, wait? What was the first one? Is it the same thing? No, the first one was someone that said. I think it's just like I think it's just like really popular saying about spend money on a good bed and a good pair of shoes because you're living oh my it. god this is really yeah, yeah because yeah. you either um that's terrible <laughs> don't even put this one in this is really bad something like that i'm gonna find out the proper saying dear lord is it, i don't do quick is it fire like invest in something that you're gonna use all the time yeah but it yeah but it's a really cool quote and i've just ruined it okay. so right. thanks grace you need to go <laughs> You need to come back to me with the quotes so I can share it, okay? Okay. I'm tempted to find it now, but I'm scared that I'm going to get... Go on, you carry on. I'm going to just it. have a look okay. on it. Okay. Um, <laughs> what is your go-to meal? Oh, God, I just love Italian food. Pasta. Yeah, me oh, too. I love carpet. I'm going to turn that back off immediately because I took it off airplane mode and it beeped. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I just love it. I went out for Italian um, last weekend and I just love it. I think I had like it's a... It's the best, isn't it? An amazing seafood linguine. Yeah, pasta, oh. carb it up. Yeah, can't garlic not, is can't literally do... my life. Oh, garlic, chilli. garlic. Oh, beauts. Now yeah. I want pasta. I know. I'm going to go make some pasta after this. Um, what is your <laughs> biggest pet peeve? Oh, gosh. Um... <laughs> uh... <laughs> There's probably a lot. I've had some absolute ridiculous ones, so go as ridiculous as you oh want. My God, I can't <laughs> even think. Um Oh, I can't think. This is really bad. My brain. <laughs> Got mummy brain. People not 
<laughs> people not, wear, not wearing deodorant on a packed tube. Oh, nothing worse. There's no need. Don't come at me with your pits. No, Look. and then they they hold on to the rail pop, thing. Pop a bit top. of dove on. Just pop yeah. a bit of dove or something on. Don't, no, don't come at me with your pits. No. no. <clears throat> yeah, it's probably much better things than that. But I can't think of anything. Something to do with hygiene. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Just wash. When people don't wash. Just wash um, and brush your teeth. No excuse. Yeah, simples. Um, mm. What is the best thing to come out of lockdown? simplifying my life and just breaking it all down and understanding what's important because we just get really wrapped up in all the nonsense and sometimes it's just you know look at the bigger picture just you know the simple things are the best things they really are good lovely family good friends um you know having you know the simple life a cup of tea and a cozy jumper lovely Lovely. Tea, a massive bowl of pasta. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling it. around in your onesie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, what is your favourite film? My Best Friend's Wedding. Oh, what a what a film. I can't wait for the musical. Or The Notebook. Wonder... Anything that just oh, really yeah. makes me blub. I love Julia Roberts and My Best Friend's Wedding. I don't she know what it is. I just love it. I watch it all the time. It's you know I know there are men, many brilliant, wonderful, genius <laughs> films out there, but that's all you're getting. No, it is a good one. It is a classic. I love it. Um, if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would you choose? Patrick Swayze. I had dinner wonderful. with him. <laughs> I had dinner with him, but and no, just wonderful. Um, Adele. Because oh, yeah. I think she'd be a proper crack. Yeah. Uh, I'm, <clears throat> and and either like complete polar opposites, either um, Ricky Gervais or George Michael. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I'll let you have. It's a bit of a mixed bag, but can I have all four? Yeah, of course you can. That Thanks. I mean, that would be a good dinner party, wouldn't I must it? Say. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank, Thank you. you. Absolutely so chucking it down now. It's disgusting. I know. It's so grey. I love autumn, but I just don't want mm. the rain. That can do one yeah. anyway. <laughs> just the cute trees and the pumpkins and the cozy jumpers yeah yeah and the, and the cups of tea. Um, thank you so much for coming on. So lovely Absolute to chat. Pleasure. And, and I'll hopefully too. see you soon when we come out of this mess. I know, please. No. Please. Thank you so we'll much, Louise. Come to Brighton, Grace. Come oh to Brighton. my God, I'd love that. I'm obsessed with that place. I love it. Come. I will. All right, my darling. See you later. See you Bye. later, darling. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.